This is the Friday, December 3rd edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. We'll get you in and out like we always do during the week in less than 10 minutes. So sit back and enjoy as we get you ready for championship weekend in college football. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian, joined like I always am on Fridays by Joe Fortenbaugh. How are you, sir? Can't be worse than Taysom Hill and those four interceptions last night, I'll tell you that much. Now, we ended up getting home with our unders, which was very nice. I saw you at one point in the third quarter talking about how that game was doing everything it could to go over. (laughs) I was thinking to myself, Doug, shut the hell up. But I also realized what you were saying was true because they were trying to stumble into that. But we got home. We got home with that play. It's crazy. Just when you think the live line, I mean, I think it got as low as 39. And then it's like, oh, the then the um, long touchdown run, it's like back to 47. Oh. It's like, come on. So the live <laughs> line, I actually middled some of it. I played back 42 and a half, 43 and a half. So I got there at 44. But it was one of those games that should have been a stone under. And then every, just when you're ready to relax, there was a big play to make it, you know, flirt with the over. Dallas was so dumb at the end of that game off those picks, how they were still throwing the ball. Just run up the clock and do it with Tony Pollard. Why are you still running Ezekiel Elliott? Like this, this is why this team is going to find a way to not meet its expectation, to not meet its destiny, because they're going to make mistakes like this in big spots and they'll eventually get eliminated because of it. Well, they were missing their wizard. Mike McCarthy wasn't there. Oh, yeah. So. That's <laughs> we got there. The uh, Spurs plus five and the money line got there. Nice, convincing win. Very uh, nice. Portland in trouble without Damian Lillard for sure. So uh, let's turn the page. We got obviously college football conference championships this weekend. I'm up in triple option. A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. Le- uh, le- leaner, leaner card to go from. Uh, I'll let you start off, but I'm going to actually, you know what? I'll, I'll, I lied. I'm going to go first. I'm going to start with the Houston plus ten and a half. Look, I, I think the Cincinnati team is going to get smoked, but that doesn't mean they don't shouldn't go because we've seen other teams from the Power Five get smoked in the playoffs. So I just think there's all the pressure in the world on the Bearcats. I think Houston's pretty good, and I think 10.5 is too many points. So I think they keep it inside the number. I like Houston's team total over as well. So you're looking at, um, you know, 21-ish, uh, so 22 or so. So I, I would take that over uh, for sure. I am in agreement with you on Houston. Uh, I think the big storyline coming into the game is Cincinnati in the playoff berth. So a lot of people aren't looking at the Cougars. If you look at them, you'll see that they lost their first game of the season to Texas Tech. And then they rattled off 11 straight victories by an average of 22 points per game. They're a top 10 scoring offense and a top 20 scoring defense. They can play. So I'll take the 10 and a half. I agree with you on that. I'll actually give you something for tonight as well on Friday. It's got to be a three. Don't play the two and a half but I take the three with Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game. These two met just two weeks ago in Utah. Utah was laying three and a half in that game. They smoked Oregon. Now we change venues two weeks later, and the line's sitting three. I was surprised it's not a little bit lower. I think by kickoff, it's going to be two and a half or lower everywhere else. Um, I don't like these rematch games, or I should say I don't like backing the winner of the first encounter 
when you have a rematch game on such a short turnaround with a change of venue in there as well. We see this in the NFL. The example I used a few years ago, the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson went to, I think it was LA at the time against the Chargers, beat them. And then like three weeks later in the playoffs, the Chargers and Anthony Lynn went to Baltimore and completely shut down uh, Lamar Jackson. The losing team knows the adjustments it needs to make. The winning team comes out and probably just tries to implement the exact same game plan because it already worked. And I think that's an advantage for Oregon. So I would play Oregon plus three tonight in the Pac-12 championship. I agree with you on Houston. I got plenty of others, but I'm just going to throw the hot potato back to you to unload a few more and then I'll jump back in. Yeah, I mean, my favorite play for the weekend is Kent State, and I hate that it's gone up to three and a half. I got some three earlier in the week, um, but I still think they, they win and cover. Northern Illinois, incredible season, worst to first in their division. They have seven score, seven one-score wins, including three by a single point. Uh, Lombardi's the quarterback expected to come back, so obviously he's, he's a little bit better. These two teams combined for 99 points in the regular season meeting. Kent State won. NIU will score a little bit, but their defense is awful. I think Kent State team total over. I think Kent State covers the three and a half. They're the better team. A little regression for NIU. Nice season. Could still win, obviously. This is a, you know, but I, I, I think Kent State wins by about seven or 10. All right. I'll fire a couple more here. SEC championship under 49 and a half. Georgia and Bama. As you know, Georgia, the number one scoring defense in the country at about seven points per game. Bama, a top 20 scoring defense as well at 19 points per game. I think Bama is going to struggle to move the ball in this game. I really do. I lean to Georgia minus the six and a half as well, but the under is my favorite play. A lot of people will point to that pick and they'll say, well, you know, recency bias from the Auburn game. It's not just the Auburn game. All right. When Bama has left Bryant-Denny Stadium, they've had issues. They barely beat Florida, and they, that turned out to be a terrible Gators team that fired Dan Mullen. They lost at Texas A&M. A&M didn't come anywhere close to meeting the expectations we put on them preseason, and they should have lost the game at Auburn. And when they went against a good defensive line at home against LSU, they got pushed around in that game as well. I think they're going to get pushed around in this game. I think Saban's done an excellent job, but he lost a ton of talent. And he's exceeding expectations, but we hold him to such ridiculous expectations because of how good he is. I think Georgia's just going to put it on him here. So I like the under 49 and a half for sure. I lean and I will probably play Georgia at anything less than seven. I'll also throw the Mountain West Championship at you. I would play both San Diego State minus six over Utah State, and I'd play the under 50 points in that game. We just saw this game for Utah State a few weeks ago. They were at home hosting Wyoming. And Wyoming is not anywhere near as good as San Diego State. But Wyoming does one thing very well, and that's defend the pass. They're a top 10 team in opponent yards per passing attempt. They don't give up big plays in the passing game. That's what Utah State wants to do. They're 15th in the country in passing. Well, guess what? San Diego State is ninth in the country in opponent yards per passing attempt. And they're a much better defense than Wyoming. They're top 10 scoring deep. Wyoming went to Utah State and hammered them in that game, completely shut them down. San Diego State is hosting this game uh, in Carson, California at their temporary stadium. I like them to cover the spread. I like it to stay under. San Diego State likes to grind the clock. They don't play at a fast tempo. So Mountain West Championship, Aztecs minus six over Utah State, under 50 points in that game as well. Yeah, I think you're on to something with that under there in the San Diego State game. I, that's just too big of a number, especially with a potential quarterback injury for the Aggies. A uh, yep. couple NBA plays. Heat really shorthanded. Uh, five and a half is a big number, but I, I would lay it if I had to for the Pacers. I like the T-Wolves in seven and a half. I, I look to take points on good teams. And I think Minnesota is a good team getting all those points. Seven and a half. Warriors, Suns. Look, that number, that you're paying a tax for no Devin Booker, but I understand it. I think Warriors could blow them out. I, I really think they this could get 
you know, be a 15, 20 point win. I completely agree with you on Minnesota. That's a lot of points for a Timberwolves team. That's much better this year, much better. They were my top uh, over when it came to season win totals. They're right around 500 right now. They've been playing good basketball. I like them to be competitive here in a big spot against the Nets. The other one I play in the Warriors game, um, they're minus two and a half in the first quarter. I play them there tonight. I think they're going to break from the gate fast after losing that game to Phoenix the other night. They've had some rest in between those two games. And in that first game, they did win the first quarter by four points. All right. Now they went on to lose the game. Phoenix had to play last night. Uh, They beat Detroit. They just missed covering the spread. They got to turn around, fly to the Bay Area. I think the Warriors come out and jump all over them. Keep something in mind. The Warriors turned the ball over 22 times in that game against Phoenix. That has always been a bane of Steve Kerr's coaching existence. He hates the turnovers. It's always something he drives home. So I think you're going to get a cleaner, much more efficient style of basketball tonight as the Warriors make the adjustment. I think they jump all over Phoenix early. I'd lay the two and a half in the first quarter. By chance, did you had plus 72 and a half with the Thunder yesterday? <laughs> I, I, I saw that score and I was looking in, in an app and I'm not going to name the app provider because I don't want to, you know, slight him here. But I was like, this stupid app, what am, how do you make this big of a mistake? And I turned the app off and then I turned on and saw it again. And I went to another scoring app and I was like, son of a gun. This is actually a real score. How do you get beat that bad in the NBA? Well, no SGA and it's the largest scoring margin. Oh, yeah, no SGA. Right, no SGA. Sorry. Yeah, uh, his 30 points or whatever would have helped. I uh, I was stunned and I'm mad I missed that game. So, uh, you know, I mean, I'm mad I missed that bet. I, I was too busy sweating out the Knicks who had the ball less than a minute to go tied and then Julius Randle decides to try to dribble around three guys, including Alex Caruso, who picks his pocket, and then you lose by four. So that happens. I think uh, we need to get a Knicks-Bulls playoff series. I think that'd be really good. They've already played two very big games against each other this season. <laughs> All right, my man, that'll do it for this podcast. I will see you later at 6 Eastern on ESPN2. Best of luck to everyone this weekend. 